So as they're finishing up with the offering, uh, it is fifth Sunday. Uh, and as most of you know, fifth Sunday is when our kids um, are involved uh, in the service. They aren't quite as involved this time uh, as the last time because power was out, power was on, um, and uh, Josh is out of town, so we, we had um, Andy uh, in to sing for us and um, all of those things. But the good news is we are still going to announce um, our winners for this. So with that, we'll ask Isaac to come down. He loves microphones. Turn it on. Yeah, they're my absolute favorite. Um, so this fifth Sunday is a bit special for the sole reason that it is the last time we're going to do the fifth Sunday point winners. Um, don't worry. We still, I got another thing in the plan, um, but it's actually more of a, in my eyes, a good thing rather than a bad thing. Um, because our point winners, we have, our kids are bringing in their tithing in the Bibles basically every Sunday now, which to me is an amazing thing. Um, as an adult who never got in the habit of tithing as a kid, which is my own fault, um, and I always forget now as a grown man, um, our kids having that habit of bringing in their tithing every week to me is an amazing thing. Um, but our tithing and Bible contest has basically become an attendance contest because they're all doing it every week, which to me is a good problem to have. Um, but it's not fair to some of our kids who are unable to be here every week. Um, so we're actually going to have a new um, uh, store system up in Gospel Quest where they get points for bringing their Bible and their tithing and they can return, turn in those points to stuff I have upstairs at any point during the year. Um, that way, the kids who are unable to be here every week still have a chance to be rewarded for being faithful when they are here. Um, so, that being said, um, our winners, I have two winners, one for... Um, my class and one for Annie's. Um, for, so for the last fifth Sunday Bible point, um, my class's winner is actually not down here. Um, she is up in the nursery, um, but it is Miss Maddie Beckett. Um, her mom is also up in the nursery, so I'm going to give this to Grandpa. <laughs> Um, and the winner for our little class is Thaddeus. Yay! There you go, buddy. Um, so this will probably be the... means I don't have to come up here as much, which is a great side effect. Um, but I didn't do it because um, I don't want to be up here, but I want all the kids to be able to be rewarded for how faithful they have been because they have been incredibly faithful um, with their tithing and bringing their Bibles. I mean, in all honesty, these kids tithe better than I do, and they are a constant example of how I can grow and improve um, and improve. Um, so, yeah, 
Um, just because the fifth Sunday point system is going away doesn't mean that um, I'm taking away all the things for their for bringing in their Bibles and offering. And this gives me an opportunity to reward them in other ways um, outside of just the Bible and offering stuff. Um, I'm rambling now because I'm scared. Uh, <laughs> so I'm... Dismiss. I'm done. Dismiss. Gospel quest. Let's go upstairs. <laughs> Cheer them on, guys. For those of you visiting with us or, or watching online, we, we like to cheer our kids on uh, when they go to class um, to serve the Lord. By the way, GB, we're getting blizzards later, right? Yeah, you got it? Yeah. So, all right. I like it. Um, what a place to be um, this morning. Andy, do a good job. Yeah. We appreciate him. We've been talking for what? Over a year at least, if not over two years, uh, about getting them here and, and getting them to sing for us. And um, Josh kind of gave me uh, last-minute news that he was going to be gone this morning, and I'm like, oh, Andy. And uh, so I sent him a message, and he was like, I'll be there. And, and so we appreciate them and a the good job they did um, this morning. Isn't God good? I mean, I just feel incredibly blessed. This morning, I just feel his presence and I feel his goodness and I just feel overwhelmed um, with how good he is. And there's always opportunity for us and in our flesh and, and you know, it, for me, it's, it's tough uh, to let go and let God, um, not with some of the things we've talked about this morning are this and that and the other because I've seen him move and work in, in so many ways that, that I have no fear and doubt in, in those ways. But, you know, I'm, I'm every bit the OCD type A guy. And those of you who've been here when we set this place up after an event know that because I'm like, oh, no, this doesn't match this and this is out of way. And, and I'm just kind of crazy that way. And, and, and so part of my molding has been to be like step back and and not worry about it, right? Because if this, this row's out of line with this row, or that row's out of line with this row, or the walkway isn't exactly even, or this and that and the other, it really doesn't matter, right? It really doesn't matter. Because the reality is we want God to come and shake this place up to where everything's out of order, out of our order, right? And, and to move in our lives and to do things in our lives um, that, are, that are heavenly and godly, and, and just completely random, right, in our life that we could never plan or, or orchestrate or write down or, or, or schedule or, or any of those things. And I have seen him move um, in a number of ways. Over 30-plus years of ministry, I have seen him do things in services um, that were just unwielding. And I've shared some of those with you, and I'm not going to storytell this morning, but I've shared some of those things with you where um, people fall on the altar drunk and stand up sober. And not only did they stand up sober, but they, they, they stunk horribly when they came, so much so that kneeling beside them to pray with them, I, I couldn't hardly get my, my breath to pray because they stunk. And all of a sudden, just sweet aroma filled the air, right? And I thought someone sprayed Lysol. <laughs> 
right? I really did. And, and when it was all over, found out no one sprayed anything. And, and the man stood up clean, sober, and not stinking anymore, right? And that's one of many examples of things I've seen God do in service. I've seen God do a lot of things in a hospital room. If those of you that remember Allie, um, special uh, friend and, and extended family to us, um, who was born with Treacher's Collins Syndrome. And I remember standing in a, in a room with them and their doctor after getting to see him for the first time and, and, and them not knowing what would happen through the night, they neglected to hold her. And they asked that she be placed in my hand to pray over her. And at the time, she didn't stretch from here to here in my hand. And I remember holding her and praying over her. And I remember saying in all of it, and we even wrote this on a paper and hung it above her bed and said, Jesus can. Jesus can. And, um, and I'll never forget a little, little righteous indignation, right? Because the doctor, after that prayer, came in and met with them. And the doctor looked at those two kids and said, it'd be better that she died tonight. And so I let him have his say, and they walked out the door. And I was walking out the door behind them, and the doctor and the nurse were still behind me. And I just shut the door, and I turned around and looked at him. I said, let me tell you something. I said, Jesus is going to move on this place. And you're going to get to witness it. You're going to get to witness it. And all you're asked to do is your job. All you're asked to do is your job. He's going to do everything else. So are we in agreement? And he kind of looked at me kind of funny. I said, are we in agreement that you're going to do your job? Because I'm already in agreement that God's going to do his. And he shook his head. So then I turned back around, opened up the door, and walked out. Sometimes, right, we got to, sometimes we end up in that fire not meaning to. Sometimes we, we, we end up in situations that we didn't ask for, right? But if we lose our faith in those moments and we lose our, our, our glory in those moments, then it was ours and not God's to begin with, Amen. And what we're asked to do and what this whole series has asked us to do is it's asked us to step into the glory of God. Amen? I didn't intend for this to, to, to be a year-long series or however long it asked. I, I had five weeks planned. God's the one who chose to take it further because here's the reality. We're starting to see upper room moments. We're starting to see those of us taking off our shells and stepping into the full glory of God. We are seeing him start to move upon this congregation in biblical ways and in spiritual proportions. Amen? And that was the call from the beginning. Amen? Because if we, if we come and do it our way, if we come and experience it our way, if we come and make it about us and what makes us feel good to get through another week, we haven't stepped into anything except self-glorification. Amen? And so we are called to more. And it's not because I want to crack a whip, and it's not because I want to say, you're doing it wrong, but I want to put the example of Jesus Christ through his word in front of all of us. 
Amen? Not just you, but in front of me. I want to put his example in front of all of us so that by his example, we can step into the full glory and we can still see the full promises of God alive in our life. Alive in our life. Amen? He promised that we would do more than he did. Amen? He promised that we would be higher than the angels. Amen? This isn't stuff I'm making up. It's stuff Jesus said. It's stuff Jesus promised. Amen? And we're claiming so little of that. So little of that. Amen? And as your pastor, I have no greater goal and I have no greater hope than to push you into that. Amen? And some of you ain't liking it. Some of you rebelled early on it, right? And then here's the, here's the reality. I, I made a post earlier this week uh, about raising the spiritual bar. And when you raise the spiritual bar, what does it do? It aggravates demons. It aggravates demons. And guess what? There can be demons in us. I had a, I had a good friend who ministers publicly. Reach out to me on Messenger and say to me on Messenger, I was that one. I was out ministering for the Lord, and the anointing of the Lord is on my life, I have no doubt. But I had a demon, and when I chose to step into greater things, amen, I had to deal with that. Amen? So understand this this morning. When I say, when I'm, when I'm talking about demons, I'm talking about those things, those spiritual powers and principalities and wickedness that we have latched onto because of our faith. They've got to go. Amen? And if and when they go, we are invited into the full glory of God that does heavenly things on this earth. Amen? Now, I don't know about you, but I want to be there. I don't know about you, but I want to walk there. I don't want to know about you, but I want to abide in His presence day and night. Amen? And I don't know about you, friend, but listen. Listen, when, when Jesus says that, that we will be considered higher than the angels, when Jesus says that we will do things that he didn't do, I can't fathom that in my head, but I want it. I want it. And I'm willing to persecute my flesh, and I'm willing to persecute my desires again and again and again to step into it. Amen? Amen? You can, you can ask my wife. There were a lot of things that were part of our life 30 years ago in the ministry that are not part of our life anymore. I'm not talking about evil, wicked things. I'm just talking about fleshly stuff. Amen? Stuff that, that gratified us or made us feel good or made us happy or whatever, only to come and find out that it really wasn't keeping us happy. It was keeping us distracted. Amen? And we put those things away. Why? Because we wanted more Jesus. And you want to know what I found out, Andy? The more Jesus I get, the more Jesus I want. Amen? The more power and anointing I get, GB, the more power and anointing I want. Amen? The more fervor I get, oh, the more fervor I want. Amen? I want it all. Amen? Not just for me. Amen? But I want it so that we might set the captives free. I'm tired of people around me living in cells, living in cages, and living in, in, in prisons of their own making. 
Because no one with power and no one with anointing sets them free. Amen? I'll never forget. It was the second promise keepers I ever went to. And I'll never forget on each side of the stage was a cage. Amen? Kind of, kind of like the cage down here at the Bell Bond place, if you've driven by that and seen it. Amen? And there were two men, live men, not a statue, not a mannequin, but two live men standing there. And, and as we were all coming in and out, and, and through the, the, the beginning of the service and, and the worship and everything that goes on, those men were, were standing there in the cages. And, and they were lamenting. And, you know, us thinking it was, you know, just part of, part of what was going on, we took pictures. We took selfies. Hey, check the guy in the cage out, man. I'm a promise keeper. Yeah. Right? Going to get my holy on. And then the first speaker came out. And he introduced his text and he began talking to us and everything else. And he said, and, and all of a sudden he stopped and he said, how many of you saw the guys on the side of the stage? And all of us were like, I, I got a selfie with them. That's how cool it was, right? Because this is our mentality. And he said, then I got one question for every single one of you that raised your hand. Why didn't anybody set them free? And I'm like, I'm just going to sit down in my chair and be quiet right now and take in every word this man has for me, right? Why didn't we set them free? Why didn't we look past this and look past that? Why was our picture so important but their life wasn't? Amen? You say, well, no, that was just, that was just part of Part of the idea and the concept, and that it was. But how, how many times do we walk past people in the grocery store who are in cages? How many times do we come here, and, and because they're not part of our group, or because we, we don't know them that well, or, or because we're fearful or intimidated, we walk right by their cage and leave them there. Amen? You see, the power and the glory of the gospel is about setting people free. And I really thought last week we would get to this part of the scripture. It was in my outline this way and everything else like that, and we got to that point, and I was like, I'm beating my head against the wall, and God was like, nope, not ready for that. We'll get there next week. And I'm like, but, and he's like, shut up, Jay. I'm like, okay. Okay, so here we are. Verse 23 out of John chapter 12 we're going to jump back up and grab that. It says, And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Amen. Talking of himself, the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Talking of himself, but also talking of us, because here's what he says, he that loveth his life shall lose it. If we walk in fear, if we, if we walk in this place of, of not serving God and doing godly things and inheriting godly riches because we're afraid of what might happen if we do, 
then we'll save that life, possibly. No guarantees. We'll save that life, amen, but we will lose the life that God authored for us. Amen? If we hold what is near and dear to us and cling to it and hold to it rather than allow God to take it and use it in mighty proportions, we might hold on to it, we might store it up, but the reality, friend, is in the end, it never became what God wanted it to become. It was never used for what God wanted to use it for. Amen? Everything we're given is given to us by him and what? It's given to us by him and for him. Right? It's not a thing you got that isn't meant for God. Amen? Unless it's of the flesh. Unless it's of this world. We've already talked about that. We need to, we need to, we need to scale that stuff off. Amen? So everything we have is meant for God. Everything we're given is meant for God. Your life is meant for God. Your home is meant for God. Your workplace is meant for God, and you're meant to take it there. Amen? Your community is meant for God. You're meant to take it there. Amen? It's all for Him. All things made by Him and for Him. Amen? And so Jesus is saying to us here, Jesus is saying to us here, keep it all you want, but you're going to lose the hope it brings. You're going to lose the promise it brings. You're going to lose the joy it brings. You're going to lose the power it brings. You're going to lose the glory. You're going to lose the glory the more you hold on to it. And he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. What does that mean? Amen. If you, if you translate that word hateth, it, it means he that chooses to lose, he that chooses to forget, he that chooses to put off his life in this world, amen, shall keep it unto life eternal, amen, shall keep it for what it was meant. Verse 26, if any man serve me, let him follow me, amen, and, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about Sam for a minute, so y'all pray for me. <clears throat> she doesn't like opening, right? She's told you that, and y'all have seen her up here doing this number, right, and um, Every time she, she, she kind of subtly tries to talk her way out of it, I'm not comfortable. I'm afraid. I don't know what to say. I, I know what's in my head, but I'm afraid it'll come out wrong and, and everything else. And I said, you have to trust him. You've got to quit trusting yourself. You've got to quit relying on yourself. Study it. Prepare it. Study to show yourself approved. Put the time in. Absolutely. Absolutely. But then you got to step up there fully confident in the power of God. Amen? I, I get people say to me all the time and everything, man, you just step up there with so much authority. Sometimes I am freaked out of my mind. 
that I got to preach this message, or I got to preach that message, or I got I to gotta get up and do this. Amen? Don't, don't think that, that because you see confidence in the name of Jesus Christ, don't think that there's not moments that I doubt myself. Don't think that there's not moments, amen, that I have that, man, can I, can I pull that? That's a, that's a heavy load, Lord. Can I pull that off and everything else? You know what his answer is? No. No, you can't, but I can. So you get up there and trust me, amen? And so every, every, every time it comes around for her, she, she starts going through that, and I was like, you'll be fine. You've got to trust in the Lord. This is a, this is a growing thing. For you and, and for the church, amen, and do it. So yesterday, um, I was kind of in and out uh, with the heat and different things, trying to get some to-dos done, and uh, our, our riding lawnmower is down, so I've been trying to work on it and, and whatnot, and, and so we can get our grass caught up and, and all this and that and the other, but it was just so hot and miserable, and when you sweat like I do, heat is not a good thing. Um, and, and so we were doing all of that, and I had the NFL channel on because, you know, football season's coming, and I love football, right? It doesn't rule my life. It doesn't possess me like it once did, but I like football, amen? And, and so I had one, and so I came in, I sat down for a minute, and I got something to drink, and I was sitting there, and I forget which training camp it was, uh, but the coach had all of the veteran players because they had something, I forget, it was un, unfounded. It was like 36 rookies in their training camp which out of a roster of 90 is a lot of rookies, right? Um, and that means not only did they draft them, but they went and, and brought them in by free agency and everything else and, and basically doing a rebuild of their team or a remake at least. And so they had 36 rookies. So he went to all of the veterans, and he and the veterans in training camp are wearing this shirt that says Model the Way. Model the Way. Amen. And, and so as, as Sam got up there and she did her opening, did a wonderful job, and I kissed her up there and told her how good she did. And, and as she was standing there fretting over offering and everything, I said, hey, come here. She came over and, and I hug her and kiss her. And I said, you did good. And, and everything else. And so as, as she came and was getting ready and I was praying for her up there, it just whispered into my mind, model the way. And I'm like, oh, oh, Okay. So that's why, if you notice, when, when she came up here to get offering, which is what she, she worries about the most, I simply came up and stood with her and put my hand on her and let her know we're one in this. We're one in this. Amen? And, and we're going we're gonna to let God get the glory in this. Amen? Because that's how it should be. Amen? Also, I'll just add on to that. There's a lot of you that aren't signed up for the marriage conference yet, and you need to get signed up. Market that, right? Because I, I'm, I'm, here, I'm here to tell you, amen, divorce rates are at all-time highs. Divorce rates in the church are at all-time highs, amen? And this is one way we stop it, amen? I'm not shy about that. This is one way we stop it, Amen? So if we're going to model the way, let's model the way. Amen? And let's do it right ourselves. Let's get it right ourselves. Amen? And, and put ourselves in a place that we can tell the devil he doesn't belong here. No, you didn't hear me. He doesn't belong here. Right. Amen. Amen? All right. Now is my soul troubled. 
I'm sorry, let me jump back to verse 26. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. Those are powerful words, right? We read right through them just like they're an awesome moment of Jesus and, and, and we never think about it twice. What does that say? It says that if we're going to follow him, we're going to abide with him. It means when he goes to the scary places, we're going to the scary places. It means when he goes to the things that, that we think, ooh, probably shouldn't have said that, he's going to say it. Amen? He is going to step into the power and the glory. Why? Because he doesn't have fear. He has proven God. He knows who God is, and he knows what God's going to do. Amen? And he also is smart enough and spiritual enough to know that if he doesn't say it, God can't do it. Do you get that? If he doesn't say it, if he doesn't model it, if he doesn't teach it, God can't do it. God can't do that work in our life, in our home, in our families, in our workplaces, and, and so on. So if, if I'm going to follow him, right, and become a servant to him, then I must abide with him. I must be with him. And then he says, if any man serve me, him will my father honor. Right? What did I say in the beginning? We got to get Jesus right before we get any of the promises. Before we get any of the glory, we got to get Jesus right. Before we get any of the things that God said we do, before Acts chapter 2 happens in our life, before the promises of doing more than him evolve in who we are, we've got to get him right. Amen? What does he say right here? He says, those who do... Amen, you better get your glory shoes on because this is a powerful moment in Scripture. Those that do my Father... God Almighty, Alpha and Omega, beginning and end, my Father will honor him. Oh, you ain't listening to me. God on his throne will look down at me and will look down at you and see us getting Jesus right and say, I'm going to pour all I have in them and over them, and I'll hold nothing back. I'll be honored of God. Amen? I'll be empowered by God. I'll be glorified by God. I'll be lifted up by God. But I only get there, and I only get it if I do it through Jesus. Amen? I will not do it through morality. I will not do it through good intention. I will not do it by just showing up every week. You, you need to show up every week. Amen? So that you get it. Right? But man, when we come in to Jesus... And we begin to live our life that we only want Jesus and we only need Jesus to be happy, to have peace 
Amen. We, we, we see all over the social medias and all over conversations everywhere. And every, I need this. I need that. Oh God, I, I just need some peace. I need a vacation. Or I need, I need this and that and the other. We have so many things. Don't get me wrong. Going on vacation is good. So I'm not talking about anybody. Amen. Because I know a lot of you are either going or getting back. Right? So, so don't, don't take the wrong name or the wrong idea of this. But here's a reality for us. If I need that to get peace... If I need that to get joy, if I need that to, to, to feel in a, in a comfortable place with God, then I'm not in a comfortable place with God already. Amen? And so I've got to work through that, and I've got to figure out what it is that stands between me and God. Because guess what? My peace... Some of y'all love the beach. I love the mountains. My peace, I'll talk about myself. My peace doesn't come from Colorado. I love me some Colorado. And I would, I would spend a lot of time in Colorado if I could. But I won't find peace there. I can take peace with me there, though. I can take peace with me there, though. Right? I can grow in peace when I'm there, and joy and, and love and all of those other things too. Amen? But what, what Jesus is saying to us here, we, we need to take note of and take a step back. And I see now while God said not today, next week. Amen? Because he wanted this to be emphasized. Amen? That we are in a place where, where God is moving and working in our life so that we find the fullness of what he's doing. Amen? If, many, if any man serve me, him will my father honor. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this cause came I unto this hour. Father, glorify thy name. And, and this is a prayer from Jesus that precedes that precedes the cross. And we all know that in the garden prior to the cross, he, he cried out to Jesus and he said, let this cup pass from me, if you will. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. As, as, a, as a preacher, that whole, that whole event you know, messed with me. And, and because I'm thinking he came to do it. There's even evidence in Scripture where he says, no, 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 my time hasn't come. I'm here for the cross. Right? And I'm paraphrasing, but he's basically told us throughout Scripture, I'm here for the cross. Amen. Don't let this healing get in my way. Don't let this get in my way. I'm here for the cross. I came to save and set free. Amen. And, and so from the beginning, he has been set on the cross. And now all of a sudden, you hear, you know, my, my soul is sorrowful. Let this cup pass from me. And, and these things from Jesus. And, and for a lot of years, that really troubled me. Because I'm thinking, man, it doesn't add up here and here and all of this. And all of a sudden, in, in my studies one day, God, God spoke to me and God said it had nothing to do with the cross, Jay. Take a breath. It had nothing to do with the cross. But it had everything to do with your sin. The cup wasn't the cross. 
The crop wasn't the beating. The cross wasn't the crown of thorns. The cross wasn't the humiliation and public display. Those things were not the cup that he asked to pass. But the idea of being like me. The idea of of having flesh that brought enmity with God because of its desires and because of its heart. The idea of being separated from God because of it. Jesus was like, man, (laughs) that's scary, Lord. That's scary, Father. I don't know what that's like. I haven't haven't experienced that. I have seen you deliver again and again and again and again. Amen? Amen? Again and again and again, he has seen God work miracles and do things of biblical proportion. But the one thing he had never experienced, but he has seen what it had done to us, all of us, is sin. And I believe, and you say, Jay, can, can you 100% prove that? I, I can put a lot of two and twos together and get you real close to it, but I can't 100% put my foot down and say he was talking about our sin. But I believe, I believe, based on my time with God, that he was talking about our sin, and he was talking about our distance from the glory of God, something Jesus had never experienced And that was the cup he wanted to pass from him. Amen. And his soul was sorrowful for it. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this cause came I unto this hour. For this sin. For this people. For this nation. For this community. For this household. For this workplace. Came I to set them free. Father, glorify thy name. You see, Jesus Jesus didn't have to pray the prayer because he needed assurance that God would do it. I believe Jesus knew God was going to do what God always promised he was going to do. Amen? He was praying this for me. And he was praying this for you. And he says, Father, glorify thy name. Now listen, what happens next is one of those stepping into the glory moments. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and I will glorify it again. Amen? God's having a sass moment, right? Y'all know I'm all the time talking about sass, right? Our worship team will be practicing sometimes. I'm like, man, you got to sing that with some sass. Amen? So if you ever come back and I tell you to sing it with some sass, you know what I'm talking about, Andy. Amen? And and so forth. And and I say that because it it is something revealing the glory of God. So God's having a sass moment when he looks after Jesus' prayer and he says it so that the people hear it. I have glorified my name and I will glorify it again. Amen? Amen? When, when has Jesus glorified, or when has God glorified his name prior to this? Anybody? Shout it out. Oh, come on, Red Sea? 
right? Red Sea moment. Huh? Elijah with prophets of Baal. Amen. Anything else? Anybody else? Anybody want to jump in? Fiery furnace. Daniel and the den of lions. Amen. Again and again and again, God has shown up and showed us his glory. Again and again, God has shown up and done the impossible. Again and again, God has shown up. And where there seemed to be no way, made a way. Amen. And God having a sass moment saying, oh, I have glorified it. And I will glorify it again. You know what God's saying? You know what God's saying to us right there? He's saying, I keep showing them. I keep showing them. I keep doing it for them. I keep providing it for them. And they worship me for a few and forget and go away. So now you're there to make the way once and for all. Now you're there to do it once and for all. The people, therefore, that stood by and heard it said that it thundered. Others said that an angel spake to him. And Jesus answered and said, and honey, I want you to take this home with you today. This voice came not because of me. Now Jesus is getting on the sass party. Right? Jesus says this, this voice you didn't hear this. It wasn't sent because of me. You heard it for you. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men to me. This he said signifying the death that he should die. The people answered him, we have heard out of the law that Christ abideth forever. And how sayest thou the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus answered them, yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while ye have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth, knoweth not whither he goeth. While, while ye have light, believe in the light, that ye may be the children of light. These things spake Jesus and departed and did hide himself from them. Heavy stuff, right? Heavy stuff. Don't blame me, right? Because it's the word. I read you the word this morning. I read you Jesus, Jesus' moment, declaring what the week ahead would hold. Jesus saying that if you follow me, if you serve me, you will have honor in heaven. But understand this, I'm going to be lifted up. Understand this, I'm, I'm going to be lifted up. Understand, I am going to replace what you can't replace. I'm going to do what you can't do so that you might do more than what I've done. 
Amen? Everything we aspire to as, as followers of Jesus. I'm not talking, I think there's a vast difference between Christians and followers of Jesus. Nothing wrong with Christians. Nothing wrong with Christians, amen? You need to be a Christian. And, and if all you felt driven to is Christianity, fine. But what I'm saying is those who want to follow and those that want to serve, amen, those who don't want to just make it to heaven and skate in, but those who want the glory of God to fall on your life and do kingdom-level things, friend, there comes a time we have to say, I'm standing up and I'm serving and I'm following and I'm taking off this flesh and get the demons out of me because I don't want anything, anything to get in the way of God's power and anointing and glory for my life. Nothing, nobody, no thing. And this is that moment, man. Jesus entered the city. People threw down coats and palm leaves. And a week later would cry, crucify him. The same people. That's why I hate Palm Sunday. Amen? Because I, I, I just see the blasphemy in it. And, and I see the, the hypocrisy and the ridicule in it. Amen? But if we're not careful, we will be exactly like them. We will show up. The music will be good. We'll raise our hands. We'll clap them. We'll stomp our feet. We'll worship God because we know God is real. Amen. And we will walk out that door and abide the same as we have abided our entire life. Without change. Without desire. and Without the full glory of God over our life. Amen. We're talking about choosing, choosing the fire. Shadrach, Meshach, y'all have heard me say this before, so I'm going to say it again. The part of that story I love the most isn't them walking out of the fire unsinged and unburned and not smelling like smoke, but their response to Nebuchadnezzar. When they look at him and they say, O king, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. You talk about a sass, you talk about a full of glory sass moment. Amen? That was it. Because they abided in the Almighty, and the fervor of the Almighty was upon them. And the fervor of the Almighty said, King, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. If God spares, it chooses not to spare us, we will walk in that fire, and we will walk back out. Amen? He will deliver us. Amen? And I think so many times we pray and we're even afraid to pray. Amen? And we'll start backtracking. God's will be done, right? Right? But the power of God will fall on us and we'll pray the power of God and then we'll start to doubt ourselves. You with me? Then we'll start to doubt ourselves, not God, but we'll start to doubt ourselves. We'll start to doubt the glory that fell during that prayer and we'll start tiptoeing back. Oh, but God's will be done so I don't look bad. Or God's will be done in case, in case that wasn't real. Well, friend, you know if it was real or not. Amen? Based upon what you presented to God. And if you presented something to God that was holy and something that was righteous and something that he would honor, 
something that he would honor, then guess what? You can pray healing over people and you can pray power over people and you can pray God's presence over people. Amen? Man, I don't know about you, but that idea of God honoring me, I don't deserve that. And yet again and again and again over over 30 plus years of ministry, I see him do it. And I go home and I fall on my face and I'm like, Lord, I'm not worthy of this, and I'm not worthy of this. And he's like, I know, but you've chosen my son. You've chosen my son, and he, listen to me, he is worthy of this. He is worthy of this. Amen? Those that follow him, those that abide in him, those that serve him, the Father will honor. Amen. Friend, the thickness of the Spirit of God is in this place. And, and I said this a few weeks ago. Amen. And, and maybe I was a little premature in saying it, but I'm, I'm doubling down on it this morning. And we know when the Shachanah glory in the Old Testament filled the temple, it ran all the priests out. Amen? And we know that there's the saying that, uh, you know, the priests wore bells so that if they didn't make it and they flopped over dead, someone could go pull them out. And we've, we've heard all of this stuff and that and the other. And what that tells me is it tells me that there was a whole lot of flesh and blood trying to do godly things back in the day. Amen? And I said this a few weeks ago, and I'm going to double down this morning. Amen? Those of us that were here Thursday night, this place was thick with the atmosphere of the Holy Spirit. In a lot of ways, it was powerful. Amen. And it was quiet, but strong. Amen. Quiet, but strong. Amen. I believe with all of my heart that if the priests had lined up with what they were supposed to be lined up with, it wouldn't have drove them out of the temple, but they would have soaked it in. They would have soaked it in. Amen? And because, why do you say that? You say, man, Jay, that's an awful hard thing to say against what's biblically, biblically in Scripture. Well, I can tell you what's biblically in Scripture in the New Testament. The New Testament tells me that we're going to have those moments. The New Testament tells me that we're going to walk in those moments. The New Testament tells me that the power of God in Jesus Christ is going to fall upon those that present themselves worthy. And he will honor them. Amen? So it tells me that if that's true, and God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, the priests needed to have their act together, amen, so that when the Shachanah glory fell, it filled them as well as the temple, and they would relish in it because it was God honoring them. Amen? I want to present a vessel to him so clean that when his power falls, I don't have to run from it. Amen? The demons will. Amen? But I don't have to run from it. I can be filled with it. I can be filled with it. Church, we're getting ready to take a big step. We're getting ready to take a big step. Amen? It's why the upper room mattered. And we're, we're now entering in to upper room level. We've, we've seen the model in Jesus Christ. We've talked about the model 
Amen. In chapters 1 through 12, now we're getting ready to take that step into the upper room where we choose who Jesus is to us. And we rid our flesh of things and we rid our mind of things and we rid our heart of things that stand between us and God. Amen. And we come together in unity that his full power might fall upon us. Amen. And it's important that we've walked through this. Amen. Because if we just jump to the things that happen throughout the book of Acts, amen, people want to point fingers and accuse that all day long. Why? Because they don't understand it. Amen. Why do they don't understand it? They try to understand it according to the flesh. You can't understand it according to the flesh. It takes us getting to Jesus and going through Jesus to get to the full glory of God. I don't have access to it otherwise. Amen? So that's why all of this was necessary. That's why all of this mattered. is so that it got us to the place that we make decisions regarding our flesh, regarding our Christianity, and regarding the full glory of God that we choose to walk in. Amen? I'm not saying you're not going to heaven if, if you don't have these moments. I'm not saying you're not going to heaven if you don't have this idea, but I'm here to say this, amen? Sometimes you've got to choose between being a follower and being a disciple. And sometimes you've got to choose between being a disciple and being an apostle, amen? And those are big choices to make. Those are big choices for us to make. And if you want the honor, and if you want the glory of heaven to fall on your life, this is how we do it. Through Jesus. In Jesus. By Jesus. Amen? Let's get ready to sing, Andy. And um, weigh yourself. We always hear the phrase, weigh your words. Amen. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Amen. So I don't want you to weigh your words because if we're already to words, we're too late. You with me? Weigh yourself. Weigh your heart. Weigh your hopes. Weigh your dreams. Weigh your ambitions against the glory of God. Amen doesn't mean that those, those hopes and dreams and, and ambitions go away. It just means that you're, you're now going to do it through Jesus. Amen? And you must do it through Jesus. Amen? How many of you want the best for your husband or your wife? Amen? Then the best way to get him or her there is through Jesus. Amen? How many of you want the best for your kids? Amen? The best way to get them there is through Jesus. Amen. How many of you want the best for your grandkids? Amen. Even if you don't have them, raise your hand because they might come one day. Amen. The best way for you to get that is through Jesus. And your great kids in this generation and that generation. By the song, the blessing meant so much to me because that's the reality. Man, that favor and that blessing and that honor of God can span generations when we bring it into Jesus Christ. 
and we allow Jesus Christ to be the epicenter of it all. Amen. And so, friend, if we choose anything less, right, and we can list here, right, but, but if, we, if we even choose morality, right, being a good person, amen, even if we just choose morality over Jesus, we're, we're giving them less than what he intended. You understand that? If I want to be honored of God, I want my kids to be honored of God. I want their spouses to be honored of God. I want their kids and my grandkids to be honored of God. Amen. And so what do I have to do? I got to model the way. I got to model the way. I got to quit pretending. I got to quit playing halfway. And I need to step into the full glory and the full promise of all that God has given us and all that he has promised us in this life. Amen. I don't say it for my sake, Lord. I say it for theirs. I say it for theirs. Amen. You love me? I love you. I love you full and without hesitation. And I want this for you. I want this for you. I want his glory for you and for your family. Let's stand and sing.